Hello, and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. It's been a while since I've recorded a podcast, and uh, I've had some health issues, if you know me in real life, that have prevented me from doing a podcast every week. And honestly, from the from now until I don't know when, uh, we probably will be doing podcasts periodically as opposed to every week. Um, just because I, I just can't guarantee my health every week anymore. But I do want to keep the podcast going. And I do want, I, do, I enjoy doing this. I hope you enjoy me doing this. Some of you do. Some of you listen. And so we're going to keep this going. It's just not going to be an every week thing anymore. Uh, today, I was kind of inspired to do a podcast. My voice is not great. I've, I've had this cold. Um, but it is election day in several states, I believe in Ohio, Virginia, Kentucky, Mississippi, Michigan, uh, I think I'm, uh, but anyway, and so a friend of mine who lives in Virginia, uh, Pastor Don Woodard, who's been a friend of this podcast, a guest on this podcast, a personal friend of mine, posted this morning a, just a quick video, uh, so uh, he, he posted just about three guides for voting, and I thought, you know, that's really good, and I appreciate my brother who uh, who does that. You guys know I'm a political guy. I'm a patriotic guy. I love this country. I love politics even. And so I wanted to just interject here my thoughts. Some biblical principles for voting. This is kind of off the top of my head. I, I kind of wrote down a few notes before this. So uh, it's going to be just me today. I don't have a guest, so sorry. It's just going to be me. But uh, I, I want to give you six principles for voting that I believe come from Scripture. So, number one, and by the way, I am testing out a new microphone, too, so this will be interesting to see how that works. All right, number one, remember that God is sovereign over all, and nothing will thwart his plan. So vote your conscience without fear. Uh, Psalm 2, 7 through 8, I will tell of the decree the Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I've begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage, the ends of the earth your possession. Listen, this is God's world. He has a plan for it and you aren't going to overthrow God. God sits on his throne as the sovereign ruler of all the world. In other words, you're not going to mess that up. So vote without fear. Every election, so I'm a guy who likes to vote third party occasionally, and I hear, oh, you can't vote for him, because a vote for him is really a vote for him, or you can't vote for this guy, because, oh, man, the the uh, results will be disastrous, so you have to vote for the Listen, you vote your conscience. God's in control. Uh, another verse in, in Psalm, that uh, the, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he'll turn it just like he does uh, the rivers and waters. God used even evil Pharaoh back in Exodus to complete his will. So you go out and vote, and you vote for the person that you believe is the best qualified and the best person for that office, regardless of what other people think. Okay, that's number one. Remember that God is sovereign. Number two, pray before you vote. Seek wisdom from God and make a wise decision. I try to get my students to do research and to um, figure out who the good candidates are, who the bad candidates are, who best represents them. But listen, you need to pray. 
You need to pray. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Pray to the Lord. Seek his guidance before you vote. Number three, vote for those who would promote justice for all people. Amos 5.24, a famous verse. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like ever like an ever-flowing stream. Vote for people who promote justice for all people. Now, some people hear that word justice and, oh no, social justice, oh no, it's going to be horrible. No, 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 don't, don't, don't let worldly debates and things like that get in. Listen, as Christians, we do believe in justice. We want to stand up for the downtrodden. For example, the Bible says, um, it, I always find this interesting, Galatians 2 is a intensely theological passage. Uh, some have called it the Council of Jerusalem. Maybe that's the same one in Acts. But either way, Paul is giving a defense for his faith before Jewish people. And he's defending his ministry to the Gentiles. And so at the end of this, this conference, which Peter sticks up for him as well, Paul is told, yes, um, we're going to extend the right hand of fellowship to you. But at the very end of this passage, it says, only they asked us to remember the poor, the thing I was very eager to do. So uh, James 2 talks about um, remembering the poor in your congregations. So standing up for the poor is not a liberal thing. It's not even a conservative thing. It's a biblical thing. So uh, Jesus in Matthew 25, for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, you did not visit me. Then they will answer also saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick in prison and did not minister to you? Then he answered them, truly I say to you, as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. The stranger, the immigrant, the prisoner, the sick, the hungry. These are all people we should be standing for. So vote for people who take a biblical stance on these issues. Also, we're told in James 1.27 to remember the fatherless, the orphans, and the widows in their affliction. In fact, he says, this is religion that is pure and undefiled before God. I, I, I hate when people say, Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. Listen, it's a religion. James 1.27, every single major translation has that word religion. If you want to know what real religion is, it's those who reach out to the orphans and to the widows. I believe this also includes those who are persecuted for the faith. Colossians 4.18, Paul commands us, remember my chains. Paul writes this. This is one of the prison epistles. He's writing this in prison. So remember those who are persecuted for the faith throughout the nation, throughout not just, me, the world. We have people who are persecuted for their Christian faith, and we ought to remember those people. And I think, finally, this also includes the unborn. And this, uh, if you were thinking I was a liberal before, I guess now maybe, maybe I'm coming back to the conservative fold here. But again, I don't think it's liberal conservative. <coughs> it's just biblical. For you formed me in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. 
My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. The unborn matter. And this is a very political issue, though I believe it is intensely a moral and biblical issue first. But in Ohio, we have a state measure that would enshrine the right to kill children into the constitution of, of that state. That's horrible. That's, I'm going to say it's evil. The state of Virginia, you're voting not on abortion, but you're voting on state legislatures that are going to vote on Governor Yunkin's uh, 15-week abortion ban. I'm all for that. And I, I think that's part of biblical justice. And standing up for all people includes standing up for the unborn. So as Christians, I think we have an obligation to do that, right along with the orphan, right along with the sick, right along with the, the hungry and the poor. All right, number four. When possible, vote for a candidate who understands his place in subjection to God, in service of the people, and who will promote righteousness. Romans 13, 1 through 7, or just the first two verses here. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except which, which comes from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist what, uh, will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. So an ideal candidate is one who knows that he stands in subjection to God. God comes first, and the only reason why he has any authority whatsoever is because God has instituted that, and God has ordained that to be so. And two, he ought to be a servant of the people. He's not, he shouldn't be there to collect accolades, to grab for more power, to feed his ego, but someone who has some humility, someone who shows that he understands it's the people that comes first, not his political career, not his pocketbook, and not his popularity. And someone who's going to be promoting justice. We should, in an ideal government, we should have a government that promotes what is good and seeks to punish what is bad. And that's pretty basic. So, number five. Make your voice known and actually vote. Christian, go and vote. Get off your duff and, and, and get out to the, vo the, the voting booth. You can even vote early. You can even vote from your own house in most states. Vote. Make your voice known. Proverbs 31, 8-9. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth. Judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. You can do that by voting. Open your mouth in a representative form of government. It only works when people actually make their values and, and views known. And you do that at the polling place. You do that by casting your ballot. So please, make your voice known. And then finally, number six, pray for all those who win a seat in authority over us. First Timothy 2, 1 through well, one through two. First of all, then, I urge supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings, and for all those who are in, in high places, high positions, 
that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Pray for those in authority over you. Hey, tomorrow's going to be Wednesday. Why not take some time and pray for those who won tonight? Why not pray for those who are in office now? Following this command of Scripture. We're praying that they make wise judgments. Praying that they make judgments that lead to peace. I think of Israel right now. In fact, maybe that should be number seven. I don't know. Pray for the peace of Israel. We're commanded that in the Psalms as well. We pray for decisions that lead to peace. That we can live peaceful and quiet lives. As a Christian, I love the fact that I don't live in another country where my faith is not being persecuted actively or outlawed. I live in a country that has a First Amendment that guarantees me the right to worship. I pray that we continue to have that right. And I'm going to pray and build relationships, even, with those who are in office so that we can achieve just that. Well, just just to review here real quick, one, remember that God is sovereign over all, and nothing will thwart his plan, so vote your conscience without fear. Two, pray before you vote, seeking wisdom from God in order to make a wise choice. Three, vote for those who would promote justice for all people. Four, when possible, vote for a candidate who understands his place in subjection to God in service of the people and who will promote righteousness. Five, make your voice known and actually vote. Number six, pray for all of those who win in a, a seat of authority over us. Well, that's uh, what that's the podcast today and for this week. So our recommended resource, I'm going to recommend the video of my friend Don Woodard. I'm going to post that. Uh, I, it was a Facebook Live, so I don't know how long it'll be available. But um, for as long as it is, you will have the uh, the link in the show notes. So. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you next time. So don't forget to vote. To, to vote. Yeah, don't forget to vote. And don't forget to check us out at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. Look for us on Facebook, on the Facebook group, and uh, we're on Instagram, uh, X, formerly Twitter, and even on Thread. So look for us there. Okay, we will see you next time.